0: Welcome to the WSU Alumni Podcast, where we interview legendary alumni of the station's past. Make sure to listen to our friends at the Pirate's Eye Podcast, where they interview Seton Hall alumni from all walks of life. Available on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thanks for listening today, and enjoy the episode.
1: Hello and welcome to WSOU's alumni podcast. I'm John McCoush, joined alongside David Ryan, a podcast producer and host for CNN, a 2012 graduate of Seton Hall University, uh, longtime WSOU sportscaster, eventual sports director. Um, How are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. So just to kind of introduce who you are, uh, describe kind of what your day-to-day is like, what you do with your job exactly at CNN. Sure.
0: Um, so do a couple different things. We have um it's kind of like a podcast audio product called Five Things. And it's a couple um shows throughout the day, five episodes, they're like three or four minutes long, and they, you know, give you five things you need to know about what's going on in the news and the world. Um, so for me, that is um we have a team of about like probably about ten people or so. So we kind of split up the different shows. And when you're doing a show, it's kind of um, you're doing a little bit of everything. You're working with another producer um, and you're writing all the stories based off, you know, CNN reporting that has already been out there. Um, But you're writing it, you know, for audio and then finding sound from, you know, the various shows that are on, uh, you know, CNN throughout the day or um, press conferences, interviews, all that kind of stuff. So we're writing that up into a script. Um, that's going to run about four to five minutes or so. And then turning that around, usually in about like an, uh, an hour and a half, two hour time period in, in terms of the writing, sending it off to a group of editors that look it over and make sure it's factually correct. And then making sure your language is you know on point, all that kind of stuff. They look it over, you, you get it back. And then, um, then tracking it and producing it, um, putting it in with the music and all the sound. Um, and then that whole process is kind of like a two hour like crash, basically. Um, and yeah, and our team is doing that five times a day. And then once a week on Sundays, we air kind of a special edition of Five things, which is kind of a break from format, which is me as the host. and I talk to CNN correspondents that you know, have been working on stories throughout the new, you know throughout the week and even longer sometimes and um, just kind of big stories that are popping up. And I talk to them about what the story is and ask them questions. And we kind of bring in all kinds of sound and music and kind of make it a more of a, a storytelling experience. Um, and that kind of goes throughout the week um, that I'm doing that and along with the other shows that are happening. And that's, um, that's kind of the week in,
1: in a nutshell, more or less. A lot of busy work going on. So that's where you are now. kind of. Wow. Yeah dive back in. What brought you to Seton Hall University itself? Was it WSOU? Did you find that out after? Kind of how did that process go?
0: So, yeah, when I went, when I started at Seton Hall, it was, I don't think I was unique in this, but I I didn't have like a ton of idea of what I wanted to do with my career, with my life. You know, I was kind of straight out of high school and basically I only knew that I really liked sports Um, like that was a big thing for me Um, and I knew I wanted to work in sports but I didn't know really how so I was going to major in sports management which I did but then you know I discovered that um, a career fair or um, just this campus fair one of those things that happened you know and it's um, uh, discovered that WSU was a possibility um, that they called you know all the big basketball games and you know, all the baseball and everything. So I thought that would be really cool to get some experience, just like being a broadcaster and trying it out. And I joined and basically realized that it was like incredible and that you could not only get that sports experience, but you could dive into music, which was another one of my interests and um, news. And, and from there I was just kind of obsessed. Um, And it was like basically defined my entire college experience and it, set me up for all the skills that i needed to have the career that i that i do now um just in terms of audio in terms of broadcasting it's like yeah it just kind of equipped me to be a professional uh, you know audio person
1: yeah, that kind of steers into the next point I kind of want to get to more of like, how did WSOU prepare you for the professional world? Obviously, you learn a lot about different programs and getting to be on air and how to be do everything in a timely fashion in this field. So how did your experience at WSOU specifically kind of prepare you for that aspect of the professional world?
0: Well, I think it's kind of like what you said. It's, it's that you can do every part of the job, you know, not only, you know, when I, during my time calling games in the sports department, you know, part of that job is being kind of your own engineer in the field and knowing how to set up the equipment and knowing how the feed from the game is coming back to the studio and then how in the studio somebody's engineering that to get out on the air. So you have this kind of full picture of of how you know broadcasts get made, um, and and having familiarity. Day- familiarity with the technical equipment and some of the the lingo and just yeah having that experience to like all facets of the broadcast um, is really important and then of course just you know kind of being on air and being able to like make mistakes and like find your voice and even just to see if that's something that like someone is interested in because like I I didn't necessarily know I wanted to be an on-air person and it's like grateful to have done it at that point and figure out that like hey this is really fun but it's also like you know it's a lot of work and like if you really want to get good at it you're really going to work at it but and then all those other facets of the station kind of said like if if the on-air stuff doesn't quite work out you know there are other ways to like be involved in this and like have an impact on the on-air product so it's just kind of like everything the station offers um is incredibly valuable to someone who, who isn't quite sure what exactly they want to do but they know that they enjoy being around that vibe and the environment
1: uh, in that sense. So you've kind of mentioned this a little bit, how, I guess you kind of went away from kind of being on air. You're more of a behind the scenes person now, kind of, how did that go? How did you kind of uh, make that decision to steer away? You worked with ABC for a while. Yeah. Something pretty similar. Um, was that just, was that a personal choice? Did you just kind of find a job and you were happy with that? How did that kind of, how did that decision and changing career path go?
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's because um, some of it, I think certainly was necessity. Like you just got to have a job and make some money and, you know, find your place in the, in the industry. And I think once I did, coming out of college had the great opportunity of calling Brooklyn Cyclones games for a summer um, when the games were on WSU. Um, and that was incredible, um, but it's also like a real grind. Um, so once I landed at ABC and, and kind of like just ingrained myself there, work, worked my way up, um, you know, I just kind of realized and was okay with the fact that like on air wasn't the thing right away. Um, and there were like a lot of skills that I had to learn first, um, to, to kind of get to a point where possibly, you know, you could be on air one day. Um, and I just like, you know, working with talent and editing and I, I enjoy like getting into tape and, and finding good sound and then, you know, telling stories with that. Um, cause like, that's the thing I, I learned pretty quickly is like even if you're not on air you still have a as a producer you you can still have a crucial part of the storytelling process and um editorial decisions and sure your name isn't like open lights or whatever but it's um you still have a real part in it um and and that was like attractive to me that it could be um you know you could just kind of like put your head down and toil away and then your stuff is still out there and it's still great um so yeah, it's, it wasn't a conscious, totally conscious thing like that. I don't want to ever be on air. And and like, I'm on air now again. So like, um, but yeah, it's like every kind of situation is, is, I think happens for a reason.
1: So. And now how different is kind of sports versus news? Because there's a lot of similarities. Obviously you're not watching a ton of as much action as sports might have, but at the end of the day, there's still kind of a story to tell. So how different, maybe even similar um, is sports and news.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, it was a big transition for me because like in college at WSU, I was so focused on sports um, and I, I didn't necessarily pay a ton of attention to news or politics or anything like that. It just didn't interest me at the time. Um, so coming to ABC and being like thrown into a big national newsroom where all this stuff is coming around and, you know, you got elections and politics and, you know, terror attacks and all kinds of crises and, you um, it's, it's totally different but there's still like there's still a cast of characters and you know there's like just kind of that institutional stuff that you have have to know like like in sports like these are the best teams like the Yankees are always going to spend. like there's similarities like in news, at least like politics and government like the kind of key players that that keep popping up over and over and, and you just kind of like you know you have, I had to learn it. And really just like listen and read everything, just so much reading and, and watching and, and getting a sense of what's important and what's not. And yeah, it was definitely a big transition. But it's yeah, it's it's it was it was good, I think, in the end, because it's um it's obviously important stuff, but there are ways to kind of have fun with it and you know make it an entertaining story. And I, I love doing that as if I'm coming up against the dry topic, I mean it'd be that interesting finding ways to write. Um, for audio that is, like, just fun to listen to and, like, real people speak. It's not all, you know, old-timey broadcasts or anymore. You know, you can kind of have some fun with it.
1: And now, how did you get your first job at ABC? I mean, did, was it something that you got through maybe Seton Hall or did you find it kind of externally?
0: Uh, let's see. I, I think it was just one of those um, senior year realizing like I'm going to have to like make a, a life for myself and and just kind of like spending all day on the internet just trying to find anything that like remotely matched up with what I knew how to do and that that job came about so I applied and then I think at that point I had applied and just kind of like hadn't heard anything and I went off and called the Cyclones Games for the summer and then randomly got an email back asking for an interview and um, I was like i I'd completely forgotten I'd even applied for it that's like how out of my head it was but I was like sure why not um and then I applied and the rest was kind of history you know spend a number of years there and yeah it it was a huge stepping stone for me but yeah it's like in this field, it's it really is can sometimes can be just a lot of like applying for tons of jobs over and over and over again until something sticks and you may not even know like that it's um You know, it may not have been the flashiest thing, but it, you know, has a way of working out sometimes.
1: And and the way that a lot of people can kind of get these jobs is by having a wide array of skills. So, what skills specifically are important for someone to be able to successfully land a job and survive in this industry?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think, again, it's like being able to do so many different things, like just being open to learning. Engineering, being open to learning how to edit, um, learning how to write and how to write better, and how to how to interview, even if the interview isn't going to be like a front-facing thing, but if you're going to be interviewing somebody to get sound clips from, and how to do that properly and be the most efficient with it. Skills like that, um, yeah, you know, it's it's interviewing, it's it's being able to um, multitask. Uh, is huge, especially if someone wants to get into news, um, how to deal with, you know, when breaking news is happening, you have tons of things coming at you. You have to be able to digest the information, you know, figure out what the most important thing is, what isn't, how to clearly represent it. Um, And then you're trying to do this all on a deadline. So like, I think having those skills of being able to work on deadline and being able to show that that you can work on deadline, you know, without breaking down or needing a ton of help, being self-sufficient, it's all, those are all good things. And I, I think those are all things that I, I definitely picked up in pieces at, at WSOU. just like being able to be self-sufficient in a newsroom environment or being on air or even DJing. It's like you're, you're still running the board and doing all that stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely being nimble and flexible and not Closing yourself off to certain skill sets just because like it sounds weird or not something you're totally interested in it, it's it's all crucial to kind of building up that portfolio stuff that somebody's going to look at you and say wow they've really done X Y and Z like we could use somebody like that I think that's that's really key.
1: Yeah, you started to touch back on your experience at WSU. What do you miss about the time at WSU? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a lot different in the professional world, but and, and, and there's a lot of things about it that are the same as the professional world as well but yeah. you know, what do you miss about being there versus now doing oh, a job i miss
0: i miss everything about it man it's like having been on the, this other side it's like um i knew how good it was but like i didn't really know how good it was just being able to like man i definitely miss like going to all the games um and just being like around that that world and just like packing up packing up a car with 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 the with the tie line and heading out, calling the games and talking to the fans after on hall on line, like all that stuff. And heck, I miss just like being around the station, popping around, popping in for somebody's DJ set and just like hopping on air randomly and just like having fun, all that kind of stuff. And I definitely miss like how um you know just like having an idea for something at the station and then it could be done like like that more or less um something creative like a giveaway or you know like a fun sounder that you have in your head that you want to put out in the rotation and you can just go into the studio and make it and then it could be pretty much on the air like all that kind of stuff um i definitely missed that. It. it was like it was just a incredibly comforting thing to know that you had um if school was horrible or you know whatever you could just like come up there and and do a little headbanging and have some fun.
1: (laughs) you probably say WSU was a bit of a sandbox kind of for you to be able to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. Um, I, yeah, it was definitely like, I would spend doing, you know, just hours like in the dark little production studio working on like intros to sports and stuff for, you know, little, those little bumpers that we would do. Um, and it was just, yeah, there wasn't a ton of rules,
1: which is, which is great. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the things you were talking about, I've I've been doing in the past probably weeks. So definitely something to yeah. appreciate while we all yeah. still have it, while we're here. Um, yeah. Kind of touching on the students now. If you had to give advice to the current students at WSOU, what would you say to them? What would kind of the one point you would want to make um, in terms of their future?
0: um I would, ju- yeah, I would just something I keep coming back to because like the more distance I have on it, the more I realize like. I think the number one advice is just to try everything and just put yourself out there. If something sounds even remotely interesting or something you've never tried before, um, you know, just do it because why not? And you never know what kind of people you're going to meet. You know, WSU, another great thing about it is that, you know, you just get exposed to all kinds of people in the industry, whether it's music or sports or anything like and those people might have a, you know, an opportunity for you, or just you know, see the talent that that everybody has there, and, and kind of pick it up. So, yeah, that's my number one advice: is just try it, try everything and anything. Because, um, yeah, once you once you get out, it becomes a little, a little more um, narrow in terms of things you can do easily. You can get you can get to where you want to be if you see something, but like it's not always you're going to have that like a WSC where it's just like sign up for a shift and do something and you can be exposed to it. So that's, that's what I would say.
1: Now, what are your future plans? Obviously you're still at CNN. I'm sure you're enjoying your time there, but do you see yourself ever maybe picking up the mic again in terms of play by play or, you know, kind of, what do you, what do you see yourself doing? Yeah. I mean,
0: I just started at CNN last couple of months. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to see, you know, what kind of, Future that has um, it has been great so far, uh, but yeah, I think someday I do see myself maybe getting back in the sports somehow. I don't know about play-by-play, but at least I, I do miss being around that that universe sometimes. Um, you know, and and again, it's like it's all storytelling stuff that I that I want to do that I've like kind of worked on in news that I would love to, to like be telling smart, longer, in-depth sports stories that like kind of touch on stuff that's going on in the world and in the sports world um so i'd love to do that and maybe someday uh i would also love to get into like sound for movies i've always i love movies and i love like the the whole process of creation of those is like completely fascinating to me but it's not an area i've had any exposure to so if i could ever get there someday i would i would love to do that
1: so you mean like the sound like the sound effects for movies that they do i think it's like yeah like yeah, that's like sound
0: cool. sound editing or um, sound mixing. Like I, all those the, those categories, the Oscars nobody cares about. Yeah. Um, that's like
1: <laughs> that's, Oscars an Oscar.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, again, it's just like being enmeshed in in those worlds, um, sports and movies. Like there are ways to um, get into those without being an actor or a professional baseball player. Um, so I never like rule out. The possibility of finding
1: my way into that at some point. All right. Any final remarks that you would like to add? Anything else you have to say?
0: I don't think so. I am uh, encouraged by the basketball team this year, um, which has been a nice surprise. So I hope that uh, continues. I, I guess, uh, yeah, go Pirates.
1: I'm not sure if the game against Texas will. Uh, have, yeah, we'll see. Happened, we'll see. but horns down nonetheless. Uh, <sighs> thank you so much for coming on the alumni podcast, David. It was great to have you on again. Thank you so much for taking the time to sit down and give a bit of insight, and a ton of great advice that anybody can really use to kind of put themselves in a better position to advance in their career again. Thank you so much for coming on. We will see you next time on WSOU Alumni Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode
0: of the WSOU Alumni Podcast. Make sure to listen to all of our old episodes and stay tuned for new ones. Also, make sure to check out the Pirate's Eye podcast, where they interview Seton Hall alumni from all walks of life. You could hear that on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts.